Warning! Calories unleashed may be offensive, especially to mask Nazi teachers. This show is honest, uses foul language, and contains sensitive topics. So, if you're easily offended, do not listen. Get some! Fucking morons! Here we go, here we go. Listen. Wake Welcome, 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 Knucklehead Nation, the Calderese Unleashed. I'm your host, of course, Michael Calderese, and boy, do we have a special show for you guys. I was just happened to be in the bar, drinking a little bit, and ran into a congressional candidate that's going to be giving Chris Smith, a long-term congressman, a run for his money. And everybody knows that I am a guy that's very focused on local politics. I love local politics. I think local politics is politics, and especially this congressional seat, is um, one of the most important things that we could keep our keep our eyes, eyes on. So if you're going to know anybody, everyone says you have nothing but all shit candidates out there and nobody has any idea about who's running or whatever well here's your chance to get to know everything about one of the one of the candidates that's running on the Republican ticket here's your chance give this a listen and you decide if he's the, if he's the guy for district 4 so with all that said i give you mike crispy all right do i have a treat for you guys knucklehead nation i have it was a very interesting, but I have a congressional candidate. I met him yesterday while I was uh, somewhat hammered drunk, right? We have uh, Mike Crispy. I approached him. First, I wasn't going to do it because um, I didn't want to interrupt you. You guys, look, you guys look like you were very busy over there. But I yeah. wound up interrupting him. But we have Mike Crispy. He is taking on Chris Smith, the uh, long, long, long-term congressman of New Jersey, Mike, Mike Crispy, welcome to Calderese Unleashed, and say hi to Knucklehead Nation, man. What's going on? I, first of all, I love Knucklehead Nation. I love the name, and I love your show, Calderese Unleashed. You know, uh, it, it has a potential future brand to it. I see the brand emerging. I know you're getting the show up and running off the ground, but you know, as a, as a fellow podcaster from uh, New Jersey, I was glad you came up to me because I obviously love podcasting. It's how I got into politics myself and uh, anybody who wants to put their name out there, put their words out there, put their opinion out there in an unfiltered sense. I got more respect than anybody because in today's day and age, everyone's afraid to talk. Everyone's afraid to say what they feel because people don't want to get canceled. They don't want to get fired. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their livelihood. And that's why we're in this mess because there is a very loud minority of people who speak in a certain way Nobody else wants to speak against them. And that loud minority becomes what people think is mainstream thought. It's not mainstream thought. It is the ideologues who are trying to change our country. And the way that they speak and the way that they talk is not indicative of how the majority of the people feel. But the majority of the people, people like us, uh, who are kind of just doing our thing, living our life, working our job, we have to stay silent because we're worried about losing that. But it's people like you and and people, you know, like me when I was doing my show and so many other great podcasters I know um, give a voice to those people who are afraid to speak up. And hopefully it encourages them to speak up more in their communities. And that's why I think podcasting is so great. Oh, it's awesome. And I've been listening to some of your stuff and I, I've listened to some of your interviews. And one thing that I, that jumps out at me is you talk like a normal human being. So I'm going to I'm going to give you a little hint. I like my representatives to be normal human beings you say shit you say bullshit i've heard fuck out of your mouth ah, i've i've heard ah. i've heard a lot of different things um and i love it because if you listen to my show once again this is how men talk you, you you if you tell me if you show me a guy that has never said those words in their life i'm not i will never vote for that human being because they're not I real think chris smith has never said that in his life he, i don't think chris smith has ever said fuck Never. I don't think he's never said it. In 42 years, though, he's been there for 42 yeah. years. So let's go over something really quick. Let's. You were going against Chris Smith, and you do have a lot of other primary challengers that are that are kind of out there. Um, but let's let's discuss Chris Smith first. So Chris Smith is a 21 um, term politician. Okay, um, everybody that listens to Calderese Unleashed knows that I 
I believe in there that there should be a overall serv- like terms of service limit. 20 years, that's all you got. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to go too crazy. But this is a guy, Just if you look him up, he's supposedly anti-abortion. He uh, backed the infrastructure, Biden's infrastructure bill. He uh, is considered the most likely to work with Democrats. He opposed GOP's, uh, the, the Trump tax, uh, the tax laws, and he basically supported Obamacare. He received 60% of the vote in 18 out of his um, 21 races, 60% of the vote. And yeah, he supported Trump about 66% of the time, votes with Democrats a lot. So that is him in a nutshell. He is a New Jersey Republican. Did I get him wrong? You want to, You care to add anything? What do you think about Chris Smith, uh, his overall term? I think it's even worse than what you uh, point out. I mean, Chris Smith is currently the longest-serving member of Congress right now. Uh, he's been in Congress for 42 years, as you pointed out. And he went to Congress perhaps with good intentions. I mean, he never really did anything that was uh, noteworthy before he went to Congress. He was uh, 27 years old, 28 years old, and worked at his parents' sporting goods store. And he also, at that time, was involved in the Right to Life movement locally in New Jersey. And that's kind of where he was involved. They put him on the ballot and his uh, uh, opponent at the time. Again, he was running when Jimmy Carter was the president. Think about that. His opponent at the time. <laughs> that's a good way to put his opponent, it. His opponent at the time got indicted. So he was a throw candidate and throw away race. And his opponent got indicted. And he's been and he got the seat. And he's held on ever since for dear life. Now, what does 41 years do to you? 42 years do to you as a politician? Clearly, it's going to ruin uh, any good intention you had of going in because it's the swamp. A guy like Chris Smith, who doesn't come from much, doesn't didn't do anything before that. The swamp is his life. Washington is his life. And getting by to get by is the only thing that he knows his whole entire adult life. So a guy who's in Washington who went there as the pro-life guy, and then years later, you look at his financial disclosures and he's taking tens of thousands of dollars from pharma companies that are doing grotesque experiments and research and development using fetal tissue. How do you get fetal tissue? Uh, The abortion lobby, right? So how do you become the the pro-life guy, your pro-life champion, Simultaneously, you're taking campaign contributions from companies that literally only exist because they're taking those contributions. I um, mean, because they're because they're able to do the research and development with the fetal tissue. Chris Smith is taking those contributions. Does that sound like an honest person who's representing you in Washington? No. And then you got a guy who is extremely liberal on all of the core issues that we care about. He voted for the infrastructure bill, which is going to fund massive. Eighty nine percent of it is going to fund massive uh, uh, burden for the taxpayers and massive funding to the Green New Deal. I'm talking things like tree equity. I'm talking things like assessing an income-based road usage tax. I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars to study truck emissions at the ports of entries. I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars for electric car feasibility studies. It is bullshit, so to speak. And he funded that. Now, over and over again. He's also terrible on the Second Amendment. He believes in a national gun registry. He's also terrible on illegal immigration because he believes uh, in Nancy Pelosi style of uh, immigration, which is pro expanding amnesty and DACA pro voting against the wall. This guy is extremely liberal. And the only thing that has him as a Republican is his record on pro-life. But I just dispelled that. So there's nothing that makes him a conservative. He's not a conservative. He's abandoned us when we need him the most. He voted for the January 6th commission. He never stood with President Trump for one day. So somebody like that is a disgrace, even in a close district with the Republican. But this is an R plus 26 district. So this district should be represented by somebody who embodies conservative values, unafraid, uncompromised and principled. Chris Smith doesn't do that. That's why we're running, because we want to bring that to New Jersey CD4. So we just had redistricting in this area, right? So he is dealing with a slightly different electorate than, than he's been dealing with, right? So he has received 60% of, of you know, his vote in the area that he's in. I bet not one of those people could actually list one of the things that he's ever done in his career. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. But right. anyway, you call him the poster boy of the swamp. The poster boy. I like the way you put that because when you do spend 21 years and you can't show anything, or 21 terms, and you can't show that you've actually done anything, I yeah. mean, besides a couple little bills that you introduced that are, you know, he's he's hell bent on on talking about the Ukraine and it's all the sure. it's all the stuff that are distractions to me. So I agree with you there about the poster boy of the swamp. But you talk about 
people like to talk about these issues on a on a global or or like a nationwide scale. You're representing a district. You're representing District Four, in the redistrict of Number Four. So I have a very simple question for you: Who is who do you think? is the new electorate that Chris Smith's going to be representing. Who do you think the people are that you are representing in District 4? I'll tell you this. These people are the Trump base. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. These people are uncompromising conservatives. They're not the uh, North Jersey conservatives that are in these uh, you know aristocratic towns. These are the real people in America. These are the people who elected Donald Trump. These are people who want government out of their lives. They want to be able to worship at their churches. They want to be able to defend themselves and their families. They want to be left alone. They want to not be taxed. They want to live the American dream as it was intended. And it was intended to have very little government intervention. That's literally the way uh, our constitution, our government system was designed. So these people are true patriots. These are the people who voted for Donald Trump. This is the silent majority. These are the people who are authentic, true freedom-loving Americans, and their agenda is only to be left alone, live their life, be able to do what they want to do and not have the government interfere, and they want a fair and honest election where they can believe in the people they are sending to Washington to represent them, and above all else, they want somebody who's going to be a fighter. I mean, these are strong conservatives in New Jersey. New Jersey has a great uh, you know, spirit, a great uh, personality for being fighters and for being bold and courageous. So you have a Donald Trump base. You have people from New Jersey who are natural born fighters, natural born people who want to tell it like it is, say exactly how they feel. That's the electorate. It's an extremely conservative electorate. And it's also a New Jersey electorate. So I think it's a very special electorate and one that deserves to have a congressman who's going to stand up for their values. No FNs or buts about it. And they should be able to go back to their district explain the votes, have town halls, things that Chris Smith doesn't do at all because he lives in Herndon, Virginia, lives there full time. That's what the people of New Jersey for are, and that's what they deserve. They deserve authenticity because they are authentic people. That's exactly what it is. I think I I think you have a very good grasp of your uh, who you're trying to represent. I mean, Bricktown is considered Bricktucky. If you go down, you know, parts of Ocean County, Southern Forked River, you know, you start getting down there, you would think that you were transported down to parts of North Carolina for a second. And I've yeah. been there. You know, and this, the, I love this area. I love Ocean County. I came back to it. I love how diverse it is to where you can go from everybody, including country, at the same exact time. It's a very interesting. Very interesting county in the middle of New Jersey, surrounded by, to me, a lot of crazy and a lot of people that are that that vote in their self-serving interest to want to get something from the government. I don't think a lot of people in your in District Four want anything. Like you said, I think we want to be left alone for the most part. You talk about the American dream, okay? What is what do you think your electorate is? The, what do you think the American dream is to them? And then I have a basic question for you: Are you living your version? of the American dream. The American dream is to be able to do what you want on your own terms. That's what it is, right? You do what you want on your own terms. That's the American dream. If you ask me, right? Everyone has different types of dreams. Everyone's definition of the American dream is different, but I believe what it boils down to is people doing what they want on their terms. Not everybody wants to be a politician. Not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Not everybody wants to be an athlete. Not everybody wants to be a successful accountant or whatever. Not everybody wants to have a family with 10 kids. Some people, they want a family with 10 kids, right? So the definition of happiness is different for different people. But the one unifier in all of that is doing what you want on your own terms, unafraid and uncontrolled. That's the American dream. So when I look at myself and I look at this campaign, I'm doing this on my terms. I'm doing exactly what I want. I'm following my goal. I want to be a servant of the, a servant leader for the people and represent them. That is my definition of the American dream. And I believe I'm living it because I'm doing it. And I'm not afraid of the establishment people who run New Jersey or run anything. No one's telling me what to do. No one's telling me not what to do. So I would define that as success in the American dream. Now, the people out there, what, what is it to them? I believe to them. I think it's the same thing. And there's so many, when I go in the district, so many different, amazing people 
who have different interests and different passions and they want different things. And that's great because that is literally what makes up a country, what makes up Ocean County, what makes up New Jersey. So I meet these people. They have different interests. But what they want above all else is they want the truth. They want to be able to be left alone and they don't want to be inhibited to follow whatever their dream is. They don't want to be inhibited by the government. So let's cut the size of government. Let's expand freedoms. Let's limit the powers of politicians. And let's never let what's happened over the past number of years happen ever again. And that is the consistent rollback of our rights with COVID mandates and lockdowns, kids wearing masks in schools, people not able to get stuff because, oh, we are COVID short-staffed, et cetera, so on and so forth. So I think people's definition of the American dream is doing what they want on their own terms. That's how I define it. I think we're doing it together. And I think that's our base of support. And I'm going to fight for that every single day in Washington. And I don't care what anybody says or what anybody tries to tempt me with, with money or whatever in the swamp. I don't care. I want to go to Washington for a period of time. I've signed the term limits pledge. I want to go for a couple terms. I want to make my presence felt. And then I want to come back to the community in New Jersey. I want to face the people who voted for me. And that's, I want to be able to tell them I did everything that you elected me to do. Chris Smith obviously doesn't do that. He hides in Virginia and he has no, no social media. So the manifestation of the American dream is when I come back after my service and say, I can show my face around these parts because I did exactly what you elected me to do. That's kind of the end of the rainbow for me. And that I know I did my part, small piece of history, small part in the grand scheme of things to make my state and my county a better place. That's all I want. I like it. I, I think I would add a fourth thing to what you said, what your constituents want is we want somebody to represent us, not themselves. I think that's yeah. very important. You, so far, so many people get in there and they want to represent themselves. They want to make themselves money. They want to advance their own careers and ideologies. And I have no problem with people going in there and making connections, advancing their own career, as long as you're doing what what you're elected to do. Like, like what bothers me about a lot of representatives is when they get asked what their thoughts on a situation is. Right. What I really want a lot of people to start answering is, well, I'm going to talk to my community. I'm going to have town halls and we're going to come up with what the community wants and i am their representative i'm not the face uh, you know of what they of what they want and then i re- then i vote however the hell i feel like voting i think you need to represent the community as a whole that's just my opinion yeah. on on what i look for in a representative and well, i liked how you touched a couple i liked how you touched a couple things like that let's talk about a quick look a couple things about your platform i like the idea that you say you want to protect american values Okay. I don't want to hear anything about what you're going to do to protect American fa- values. I like think I like asking more direct questions. I want to know what you think American values are. Cuz that's a question I don't think you've ever been asked really. What do you think American values are at their heart? We've talked about the American dream. Do you think it's just the American dream aspect of being free? Do you think those are American values anymore? I mean, I think they might have been in, you know, 1776. But right now, what do you think American values as a whole when we talk about them as a whole? What do you think that exi- what do you think that is? American values what that means is, is everything that this country was founded upon. That's American values. American values is the nuclear family, okay? That is a mother, a father, having kids, raising their children in their image, passing down tradition and customs, having families for church together, for the holidays. It is building a sense of family. It's also building a sense of community, okay? And we've gotten away from these things in recent times. Your neighbors, people in your community that you have similar interests with, playing sports, going to church, right? Worshiping. These are things that are American values. It's family, it's God, and it's country. It's pride in America above all else things because we are united by Americans. It's faith in God and being united under a philosophy that you do good to others as you receive good on yourself. That is what the country was founded on. The country was founded on values that have standed the test of time. It has created the society we live in today. Okay. What it's based on. And we are now seeing the radical left chip away at those things 
Very much so. So it's freedom. It's the freedom to do what you want. It is the work ethic. People don't want to work anymore. It's going to work. Having pride in your job, having pride in your work, having pride in achievement, having pride in bettering yourself. Look at what's going on today. We have fallen from that. Those things don't exist. That's American values. When you travel around the world, I travel around the world. People look at America as the land of opportunity, the land where people work, the land where people make something out of themselves, okay? That is all built upon the foundations that I've described in the last two minutes as American values. We've gotten away from that. Why have we gotten away from that? Because the left is trying to get us away from it because the only way you ruin a country like America is from the inside out. It's the only way you could take down a country as strong and as powerful and as long lasting as America. So you teach the kids critical race theory. You teach the kids that they should hate each other. You put masks on the kids. You put the adult population in fear and have them fighting their relatives about getting fucking COVID tests to see each other on holidays. That's not normal, but they condition you with fear. You have people saying, let's give the people unemployment and benefits and handouts. Let's shut down their businesses without them fighting back against us in condition that is normal. Let's incentivize them to stay home and not work and not have goals and not have aspirations to eat out of our hands, the breadcrumbs we feed them because it's easy. And, you know, if they're trying to get you to fall in that human subcondition, that trap of, let me just, li- I'm going to be lazy because, you know, that's, you know, n- nature in other countries and stuff. They're a little more laid back. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to get my handouts from the government. I'm going to get my checks from the government. I'm going to sit at home and do my part to stop a global pandemic by doing nothing. They want to condition us to be weak. They want to condition us not to value our families. They want to condition us to look at government in place of God. And those things are unacceptable. And it's a calculated assault on American values. So when I put that term out there, American values, it means a lot to me because that's what this country is built on. And if we don't want to lose our country forever, people need to step up and say the left is taking shots at American values. You don't hear a lot of politicians say it. And you know what? You ask that question to a lot of people. I don't think they could describe it. Right. Because they don't want to be politically correct or they're running for another reason. But, you know, I'm 29 years old. I, I hopefully, God willing, I have a long way to go in this country and I don't want to be a, a senior citizen and look and say, this country's turned unrecognizable. We're on a path to that right we're getting now. There. We're getting away from what made us great. Make America great again. Right? So there you go. I mean, hopefully you like that answer, but that's exactly how I feel. Well, one of the things that I really do like is the, is a family aspect because like what you said is a lot of indoctrination with the kids with critical race theory and the whole things. I think it starts with taking the father out of the home. And if you look at more and more and more and more homes are losing the father. And it started way back, you know, in in the 40s, 50s, 60s. It really started when the government started allowing women to marry into government and not marry a man. When you when they start when the government started marrying women and letting them, you know, giving them money for all the things that typically a man would have taken care of, that started breaking down the family. That started making single parent households, started making single parent households a cultural thing. Not just in any specific culture, uh, you, you see it in white and black, and you see it in all different communities and everybody else. And it's it's you know single parent households are and divorce rate it's skyrocketing amongst a lot of groups, you know. So when you when you look at that, that that's that's part of the, part of the reason why I think our country is in trouble because of the 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 destruction of the family. And when when you said American values, the family is a very good representation of American values. I think it's a good representation of humanity. When we have a decent, decent humanity. Now, let me ask you this: to so switch gears, not kind of, kind of. When you look at our district, okay. Um, once again, I, I I can't stand congressmen that take on these world issues and all this stuff. You are our congressman, which means I expect something to happen in our in our county in our community. For example, we have one of the most horrific roads on the planet in in Old Hooper. I legit when I have my my dually and my trailer, I they they cut into the road and they repair it so bad when they put it back where they have created a ramp in the middle of the road on a forty five mile an hour road. Now imagine being in a dually with a with a with a dump trailer and you literally are in the air. 
Okay, that's one, two, four, eight wheels in the air, man. Eight whole wheels at one time and then landing in the middle of the street. You don't expect to hit it, and you did it out of nowhere. So I want I want my representatives to, to worry about our areas. So what in our community and what in our districts do you see are as things that you could do to help us specifically, and how would you go about getting them done? Well, first of all, I've been campaigning for three months and I've gotten three flat tires on these roads that our politicians are claiming they're spending infrastructure on. So I'm over over $1,000 in the hole on tires this year (laughs) campaigning because I hit hit these massive potholes and I get a flat tire. My tire blows out. So I'm driving all around. So when they say they're sending money back to the district, such BS. And you know why it's BS? Because they package, oh, we got $30 million for this. We got this for that. They snap their fingers. They send a billion dollars to the Ukraine. Excuse me. I care about America first. And don't condition me, media, to say that, oh, I'm not a good person. I'm not a good person. No. America first. It's not racist. It's not complicated. It's not anti-this or pro-this. That America first. I stand for the country first. And I stand for my district first. So that means every dollar that's spent, everything we do goes back to helping real people who are struggling in this country. I'll tell you a little quick story. Tom's River the other day, I'm at a store talking to a guy who works at a store. And I told this guy, he tells the story again and again, because it pissed me off. Guys, there working. He comes up to me. He says, Mike, I heard a little bit about you. I want to talk to you. My wife has muscular dystrophy. And I have a problem is that they, the government, Social Security, Medicare, approved for her to get a wheelchair paid for by the government for her muscular dystrophy because it's starting to get a lot worse. So they approved it, but it hasn't come. Why? They tell me back order because of COVID. We can't get it, whatever. This guy calls the Social Security, Medicare offices. He's on hold for an hour because of staff shortages due to COVID. He tries to go in person to the Social Security building in Ocean County. Can't do it. They're not accepting new people because of COVID, okay? This is their big excuse. Bureaucratic BS. That's in our county. This guy still doesn't have the wheelchair for his wife. He can't afford to buy one. It's not his fault. He's a hardworking, tax-paying, good man. And the government can't find a way to address his problem, a real problem that's happening to a real honest, good man in Ocean County. But then we snap our fingers and send a billion dollars to aid to a country and people. We are conditioned on the media, told that we need to care about more than people like this good man in Tom's River. It's ridiculous. Let's stand for real people with real problems in our communities. That is one example of many that I hear every day. So any type of bureaucratic bottleneck that affects my people, I will rip heads off to get that done because we pay too much money in tax dollars to allow that type of behavior, to allow a man like that, his wife, not to have a wheelchair. It offends me. It angers me. That's why I want to go to Washington. And I want to look these people in the eye and say, is there an ulterior motive for you wanting to send all this money to the Ukraine? Because I think there's something else up with it, okay? So they always want to condition us to think this way or think that way. And, okay, there's bad things happening in Ukraine. I I sympathize for those people. But guess what? I care about Americans first. It's not a controversial stance, okay? It's not a controversial stance to say you don't want to get involved in World War III. It's not a pro-Putin stance. It's a anti-World War III, pro-America stance, pro-troop stance. We're not going to send them into a war that we have no place in, that there's no interest in us going in. It's not an anti-America stance where I say, I want our money to stay here, not to go overseas, because we have no benefit of it from it. And if you want to talk about the Ukraine and be honest about it, I'd love for those Ukraine sympathizers to tell me exactly what happened with Hunter Biden and to tell me exactly about those biolabs that are in Ukraine. They don't want to do it. It's disgraceful. So I've said a lot with your question, but the bottom line is that when it comes to the people in Ocean County and in Monmouth County that I'm looking to represent, 
I want their quality of life to always be kept at the way it's supposed to be because you and every other person around here pays a lot of money in taxes to live in this country. And we need to ensure that the government is doing exactly what they're supposed to do with those tax dollars and not do one inch more that infringes on your natural rights. That's what I want to do for the people locally in Ocean of Monmouth County. And I think they have done way more than spending or gone an inch over. I think they've got something like thirty-five trillion dollars over <laughs> over that mark. And it's amazing. I like what you said there when you said we could snap our fi- our fingers and give a billion dollars to Ukraine to protect their roads, but you can't give us any any money to, to get our roads fixed. Isn't that amazing? There's no billion in there for you know Brick, New Jersey, or any of the New Jersey roads. None of that. What about the Biden billion? Why don't they just use the Biden billion and keep our billion here? Right? Didn't we give him a billion dollars already when they, when they said just all they had to do was fire a prosecutor and boom, you get a Biden, you get the Biden billion. Remember that? We're, we use that money. We already that, gave that you a was, billion. That was uh, that looks like uh, collusion. That looks like quid pro quo to me. The media is our worst enemy. That's why I got involved in the media to begin with, because I saw it as an existential threat. Because people are being lied to, propaganda is being spread. The, everyone says, oh, we're in America. It's the greatest country in the world. It's so amazing. It's so free. This isn't like those third world countries. Guess what? We have allowed the media to become no worse than third world state media. OK, CNN and the crap they run, the intentional division they push, the intentional fear mongering they push, the intentional pro-war narrative they're trying to push is designed for them. And it's designed for the people at the top, top, top. Those are the the Soros, those people, the money people who are pulling Joe Biden and Kamala Harris' strings. That's who those narratives help. And it hurts people like you and me and everybody else. So the number one problem we have is the media because they're dishonest. They lie. They whip people up into a frenzy. And people don't. They're working. They're trying to stay afloat. They're trying to stay above water. And then they come home. They look at the news. They believe what they see. They don't have the time to research all this stuff. And that's not their fault. They're busy. They're trying to make a living. They're trying to do a life. They deserve to have honest press. They don't have it. So long story short, we got to control the press. We need to put honest discourse out there for the people. And that's how we can help the situation and get people to stop thinking the way the Democrats are conditioning us to think. All right, Mike, we are at 30 minutes. Give me 10 more minutes if we can. Sure. I want to do something really fast. I want to get to know Mike Crispy. It, it, a little, a little more in depth, all right, but but quickly, right? So we could touch on a couple things really fast. I want to do a couple quick takes with you. I'm going to ask you a kind of rapid fire on different topics. Sure. Don't go too, don't you know? Goes try to keep them short, shorter answers. Um, but if you have to go longer to help get your point across, that's cool as well, all right? But let's let's get to know Mike Crispy, and then afterwards, I want to ask you one last thing, and I and I kind of want to you know go over exactly who you are. We're gonna, we I know most people usually tell you exactly who you are up front. I kind of wanted to work it a little bit different. So you ready for this? A little quick takes. What's your abor- What's your stance on abortion? One hundred percent pro life. Uh, I've seen some images that have come out over the last number of days. Um, I, I, it's all over Twitter. It's all over Facebook and social media showing abortion and images of how they perform abortions. Uh, those images, uh, I salute the people who are putting those out there. Um, it shows how grotesque it is. Uh, they are literally killing innocent lives. They're not a clump of cells. They are real people. And you have doctors and people who are doing this and killing it and dismembering and cutting up the bodies. This is graphic and disgusting, disgusting, and it's getting posted all over Twitter, and it's terrible and gut-wrenching to look at, but it's important because those people on the left, they want to destroy our fundamentals in our country and our values, and the most important fundamental value is life. You can't stand for life. You don't stand for anything else because if you believe that killing unborn children is normal, well, then they have already beat you. They have already controlled you because if they can condition you to think that, they can condition you to think anything. anything. It's satanic. It's wrong. So when Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, says we're going to deliver the baby, make it comfortable, and then kill it, those are his words, okay? His words. Governor of Virginia said that. I heard it. When people don't cover that as a crime against humanity, we're in a very dark place in America. I'm going to stand for the unborn. I'm going to stand for the rights of, of innocent babies in the womb. 
And I'm going to say to anybody out there, you know, the whole abortion thing, Planned Parenthood, they advertise, do this, get an abortion, get an abortion. I meet people on the campaign trail whose whole life's mission is to reach out to those women in a vulnerable position who are contemplating an abortion and help them deliver the baby, give it life. We will help you. We will help you with what you need. Don't do what they condition you to do with the child. I met a group uh, at my last speaking engagement that I had last week. I met, a, I, I can't remember exactly their names, but great patriots. They dedicate their life's work to doing that. And I think that is so incredible. I stand for that 100%. Okay. Yes or no. Um, should gays be allowed to be gay? Should <laughs> <laughs> be allowed to be gay? Should they be allowed um, to be gay, man? The gay rights. Because like, I don't know. I, I guess you could say call them gay rights anywhere, but, but nobody can tell me what rights they don't have. So I guess I, the only question I, you could ask for is, are you for people being able to have the right to choose their sexual partner? I, I will put it this way. I believe that gay people and lesbians, do I believe they should be able to choose their partner? Yes, I do. However, I think that the LGBTQIAQPZ plus all this stuff, I think that is at hand. I think that it is wrong. I think that it's immoral. Um, and I think they're trying the trans agenda that they're pushing. It's totally wrong. I think teaching children in schools, sexual orientation and all that stuff is also wrong. OK, Everybody it's also that. wrong. So, you know, President Trump, I'm very consistent with President Trump on this. President Trump supports, you know, if you want to marry a man, you want to marry a woman, if you want to do that in the privacy of your world. OK, OK, fine. But to teach it in schools, to ram it down our throats to uh, have the government push these things on children in schools and learning and pushing these things and pushing, you know, the pride flags everywhere and all that, that is bullshit. So I don't stand for the ramming down the throat. I don't stand for doing it for the kids. If people want to be gay or be lesbians uh, in their own right, sure, it's a free country, go do it. That's consistent with President Trump. That's how I feel about it. And again, leave the kids out of it. Do not put the kids involved in it. And there's a big difference between gay and lesbian couple and the whole transgender side gender this is gender dysphoria uh hormone blocker changer rachel randy levine stuff guys that and stuff girls sports is, that stuff is sick girls play i mean guys and girls sports that's sick so i think they're two totally different things but that's my answer on that yeah all right tax rates what do you think where where should they be we get we tax too much or we uh we we not taxed enough Ah, I hate taxes. Enough I said. hate them. <laughs> I am a I am endorsed by the Republican Liberty Caucus. Okay. I believe in limiting government at all levels. I believe in slashing uh funding and departments altogether in our federal bureaucracy. We should destroy these bureaucratic institutions to smithereens. Destroy the Department of Education, okay? Period. Get rid of it. Why does it exist? Destroy all of these institutions that exist for no purpose other than take your tax dollars and spend it in a worse way than if it was a private thing and you were able to spend money and you were able to do things that encourage private enterprise to take control of these things. So I want to reduce government and slash, 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 slash taxes, slash entitlement programs, slash what the government's funding, slash the pork, limit the departments, and absolutely put money back into the hands of people in their pockets because they can spend it better. I will I will never, ever vote to create anything new in the government or put a penny more on our deficit or taxes, and we need to return to the gold standard, okay? We need to return to the gold standard because the hidden tax is inflation. The hidden tax is what they're doing when they say, oh, we're going to inflation. Oh, it's just a thing. No, they are diluting the value of the dollar, and that happens in Venezuela. Okay, that's what they do in Venezuela. Yeah, the that's pen. why the country has fallen to where it is. You destroy the dollar, and everything else happens. The U.S. currency right now, I believe China has got no coverage. They're starting to accept Chinese currency. The Middle Eastern oil uh, uh, companies are starting to accept currency other than the United States dollar. That's the beginning of the end if we let that happen. Why isn't the media reporting it? It's horrible that that's happening. That's a crisis. Nobody's reporting it. Somebody needs to do something about it. We need to return to the gold standard immediately 
and we need to stop spending money and printing money immediately. Immediately. I like that, man. Immigration, build a wall or what? With a nice, big, shiny door that, that, that we need to welcome to, people in or what? We need, to, we need to build a wall 100%. We need to keep building the wall. We need to finish the wall. And we need an immigration moratorium. Immigration moratorium means nothing. Stop. No immigration, period, full stop, until we get the country on track, okay? So that's my stance, an immigration moratorium. We don't want people coming into the country, applying, doing all these things, flushing to our border, rushing where we have to uh, uh, feed them, put them, uh, uh, house them, uh, put them in the line in the bureaucratic system to go to the courts. I don't want any of that. We turn them away. It's an immigration moratorium. You can't come in. The border is closed. You can't come in the country, period. Why is that controversial? Every other country in the world does that. Why can't America do that? So I want an immigration moratorium. I want people saying, you listen, it's not humane or inhumane. Turn around. Country's closed, period. End of discussion. Why is that so controversial? They've conditioned us to be. Immigration moratorium now. Nice. Nice. Um, I take it you're not a big uh, warmonger. You don't want you, you you don't you don't think we need to be in the Ukraine. You don't think we need to be helping that area out. I completely agree with that. Um, Military industrial complex. That's that's what this is all about. Military industrial complex. People getting rich at the expense of your kids, your kids, your kids who are getting sent into battle. So, no, I'm totally anti uh, endless wars that enrich few and cost many and kill people. These people don't care. They're sick. They're sick. They will do that at the expense. So I don't stand for the endless wars. It's terrible. Last one, COVID rules and masks. Masks don't work. Masks are for people who are terminally ill, very sick. Masks on children is child abuse. Mask on a normal adult is a mental illness to an extent. You don't need to wear a mask. A mask doesn't work. Masks on children are child abuse. Parents putting masks on their kids is demented, period, full stop. You know, if you're an elderly person in a hospital and you're wearing a mask, uh, I guess surgeons wear a mask. You need like the super, you need like that special kind of mask, okay? The little masks they have you wear don't do anything. It's called P100. (laughs) It doesn't do anything. Nothing. It doesn't work. You're mentally ill if you think that's protecting you. But they've conditioned people to be afraid. And some people, they fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. So no masks, no masks on the kids, no COVID restrictions. It was the worst thing that ever happened in the country. No lawmakers, Congress people stood up. If I was in Congress, I would have been at the biggest business in Tom's River, the biggest business in Lakewood, the biggest business in Brick or Lacey or whatever. And I would have said, arrest me first. People here are going to live their lives. They're going to go to this restaurant. They're going to go to this gym. They're going to go to this church. And if you want to arrest people in here, give them a hard time. You can arrest the sitting congressman first and then arrest everybody else. But I'm going first because this is wrong. And that's what I would have done. And Congressman Chris Smith was nowhere to be found. He's a feckless coward. And any politician who doesn't say what I just said doesn't deserve your vote. Think about it. He was nowhere to be found as Murphy was sending people into nursing homes to, to basically take out that population, uh, I wonder how much that saved the, saved the the the, the state on um, on Medicare Medicare costs, but and the and the and you know yeah. America America let's that's getting crazy. All mm-hmm. right, so um, last thing, the last thing, uh, get to know Mike Crispy. Tell us really quick your real quick background, and then tell us why a anybody in this area should vote for you over Chris Smith. And tell me why I should start pushing you on my show. Okay. So the first one was, what was it? Get to Basically, know my- who are you? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I am a Italian American from New York who grew up in a Catholic household of public servants. My father was the director of Homeland security, former special agent, uh, federal agent, uh, you know, put his life on the line uh, public service all the way, a tough guy, a smart guy, a strong guy, a man of integrity. My mother worked for the Federal Aviation Administration as well. She was a public servant. Grandparents were public servants as well. Department of Defense, Veterans Affairs. Public service is run through my blood. It's literally 
my family. That's what we do. Okay. I grew up with great role models and great people who have molded me to the man I am. I got a football scholarship. I went to Elon University, North Carolina, where I had a very nice football career, college, collegiate football career, performed in high pressure situations with big crowds on television. Uh, uh, mental toughness was honed, the ability to take criticism, the ability to withstand very hard situations, right? When you're training, when you're getting beat down, when you're getting yelled at, when you're getting your ass kicked, right? The ability to get back up when you get knocked down. That's what I learned in college, playing football in college. And then when I graduated, I became a successful businessman in the health insurance field. I had a lot of success. I was, I was doing very well making money, but I saw what they were doing to President Trump in the media. I felt I had a gift of speaking and communicating, and I put a lot of work into putting my voice out there on behalf of the movement to spread the truth because I would research these things. I'd find these stories. I said, I need to bring these to the masses. So I put my words out there fearlessly, unafraid, traveling the country, broadcasting, doing these things because people need to hear the truth. So all that has led me to where I am today, why I'm seeking this office, and that's who Mike Crispy is, okay? And I want to be honest. I want to be authentic. I want to do exactly what I say I'm going to do. And like I said, when the term is over, I will not be an elderly man because this will not be a lifetime career. I will come back to the district, look people in the eye, and I want them to be proud of me and say, you know what? Mike Crispy did exactly what he said he was going to do, period. That's what I want from this whole thing. And that's why you should support me because anybody else, you know, I have a command of the issues. I understand what these people are voting for. I know these politicians because I've covered them. No primary challenger can say that they understand the issues as well as I do. No primary challenger can say they understand how Washington works as much as I do because I've read it. I've investigated. I've covered it. And I'm ready to take it on because I have great people around me. I have Roger Stone, who's running the campaign, who's been an America first patriot for the last 40 years, helping give rise to President Trump. I'm a strong supporter of the president on the record. I've done many, many episodes of my show. It's all out there for people to see. Hundreds of hours of broadcast of me saying things. You know what you're getting with Mike Crispy. You know what you're not getting with Mike Crispy. And you're going to get a fighter. You're going to get somebody who's saying everything that has been put out there by me. I haven't compromised one bit on the campaign trail. I haven't modified my rhetoric. And that's why I think we're going to win and get elected because I'm going to be the man that people want. That's something authentic, bold, real. Not going to change what gave rise to my popularity. And I'm not going to change that way in Washington. Washington needs more of those people. And I just want to be one of those to help change the country and save the country. I like it, man. Let me tell you something. I'm glad I ran into you, you know, half in the bag, drunk already. <laughs> uh, but that was, you know, that was a, a beautiful little Saturday we had or a nice little Sunday we had. So, uh, so listen, you yeah. are starting your campaign. You obviously um, got got everything you need paperwork wise because I saw boxes of stuff that was leaving, leaving ribs yesterday. That's a great place over there, too. Dude, that steak, whatever the hell steak. Yeah. That we yeah. had yesterday with the with the mashed potatoes and that was yeah. that was unbelievable. Shout out to Tony Rivoli who is an amazing. If anybody's listening oh, to the show, man. Tony Tony Rivoli is a patriot. Tony Rivoli is a great man. He is a fearless man, and I I think he's just such a great guy. He, he it's such an honor to have gotten to know Tony Rivoli who runs Ribs, and it's a great place with great people like yourself. Awesome food. Great people like minded people meet. They got great food. Great atmosphere, great service, and it's run by great people. So if you're listening to the show in, in Ocean County, go to Ribs, okay? We met at Ribs. You have great people there. I've never met one bad person at Ribs. Great place, great people, great staff, and yeah. Tony is an amazing guy, period. And, so ama- and amazing yeah. food. That that steak was, was top steak was notch. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So, hey, Mike, man, listen, I like what you have to say. I hope you um, – one thing I can't stand – is people that have been in office forever, okay? And that's that, that drives me out of my mind. So I really appreciate you, A, taking the time out to talk to me then, you know, even in my drunken state with all the yeah. stuff that you have, and then take your time out today to, to, to talk to my audience. Um, so listen, man, if you need any help going forward, I'd love to, love to keep connecting with you. Um, I like what you have to do. I like what you have to say. And out of, out of the, the candidates that I see that are going up against Chris Smith, which is a lot of them, which was surprising, I know yeah. about a couple of them. I know about a couple of their politics. Uh, I got to say, you're at the top of my list when I look at those guys. So, uh, and I didn't know you. I didn't know you before this. So, I, so 
you moved a long way in, in, in a very short period of time. So, uh, no, I really do appreciate your time. I wish you the best of luck. If there's anything I could do to help you out, I, I, I definitely would do that for you. You did very good. Everybody, Mike Crispy, good luck, my man. Thank you for spending the time on Calvary hey. Unleashed. Thank you, sir. We will be in touch. Going to need all the help I can get. So you'll be hearing from me. And uh, it was an honor to be on your show. Awesome. Thanks, bud. Have a great night. All right. Final thoughts time, guys. And you just listen to Mike Crispy. You just listen to Mike Crispy talk about Chris Smith. I um, am going to be inviting Chris Smith on the, on the show. I doubt highly that he will do it. But in the 4th District, we need it, – It's if you guys don't, don't understand what happened, we had a um, – the, the district shifted, so to speak. So we now have Chris Smith as our representative in Ocean County. It used to be Andy Kim. But I don't know, even know how he was our representative. You guys all know that. But but now it's going to be Chris Smith. And hopefully it's going to be somebody like Mike Crispy. Now, before I get to Mike Crispy and my thoughts on him, Chris Smith, to me, at, at 21 terms, 42 years in Congress, what do you still doing trying to run for congress there is nothing that pisses me off more than lifelong politicians this is getting out of hand for 21 terms i don't care if he was the greatest congressman that has ever been in existence 21 terms is enough you've had your turn you've had your time 42 years in congress that's enough i mean it, to me i think you know if you're in congress i eight years might be enough I think everybody should get what the president gets. The president gets eight years. Why should congressmen get 42? That's not the way our, our, our system was designed. It's not the way that, that, that we should be having our representatives because they're not representing you at that point. They're representing themselves. They've only been representing themselves for 42 years. And I bet in those 42 years, he's taken every side of every single issue that's ever been presented. Every I've read stuff about him, and it said that you know, they said he hasn't changed. The party's changed. Well, I don't think the party's changed that much. I don't think I, I, I think Brick, New Jersey, Ocean County, New Jersey has been Ocean County, New Jersey for a long time. They call us different type of Republicans than the rest of the world uh, or the rest of the country. I, I don't think that's true. We're not different type of Republicans. We're the same type of Republicans. We're just happen to be in this liberal bastion of bullshit surrounded surrounded by Ocean County in, in whatever they call New Jersey, whatever these idiots vote for. Who knows? Sorry, I had to get a quick drink. But let's get to Mike Crispy. So Mike Crispy seems like a very young, bright kid. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to call him a kid. I, that was that was actually the wrong words. Uh, when I hear 29 years old, you know, I'm getting old at this point, so 42 years old, it's like, man, you are just so old. So when there's 29, it's like, yeah, you're definitely a kid. But he's not a kid. He was clearly... Um, Clearly well thought out. Clearly pretty, pretty, pretty damn smart. He didn't. Uh, I, I told him one of the questions. I wanted a really good answer to one of the questions, and that's basically: Are you living your version of the American dream? You, you guys know it's a question that I'm asking everybody. Um, and I like pretty much what he had to say. There's a couple, couple areas, a little tiny areas where, where I'm sure I, I disagree with him on. Um, but I liked overall his answers specifically. You know, when when I asked him to get to get specific, I, I like his answer as far as family being a key American value. I think that's being lost on a lot of people. I think it's being lost in a lot of communities. The 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 very idea behind family, I think that's very important. What a congressman can do to promote family, I I don't know if that's even possible. But I I do like that 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 he recognized that as a as a fundamental American value. You know, it's funny when I when I ask these people about American values. You know, they American values change. They're so subjective. It all depends on who the hell is, is telling you what type of... It's basically what values do you hold, and then you kind of project them onto the rest of America, and that's not really what he did. I think he really, I think he really spoke to the, the foundational principles of that when I asked him about, you know, American values. And to me, as somebody as a foundational-type conservative that wants to represent us... Um, he didn't shy away from, from words. He didn't shy away from bullshit. He didn't shy away from cursing. I like that. It shows, it shows me that he's, he is being a little more genuine. Um, he did that yesterday when I first met him. So it wasn't even like he was trying to put on a show today. Um, uh, I, I think that's genuinely who he is. If you listen to his podcast, red, white, and truth, 
Um, you'll you'll hear all about his podcast. Uh, it, it's a good show. Once again, I, I, you know, I, he came on my show. I really appreciate that he did that. And his is a, is a very good show. He could talk. He could do his talking. He clearly knows these issues. Um, and I, I think he wants to be a representative for us. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously get to know him a, a lot better and see if he is the the right choice for us. But one thing's for sure: Chris Smith is not it. He can't be it. You can't be somebody from Ocean County and, and try to uphold some of the values that we uphold in this county. And they are common values. Let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. We have common values, and Chris Smith doesn't represent them, represent them because nobody here wants a 21-term senator or, or congressman. Nobody in my area wants a 21-term. I don't know anybody, Democrat or Republican, that wants somebody to represent them for 21 terms. 42 years. Think about it. He has been our congressman my entire life. Do you hear me? Do you hear that? 42 years. This guy was in Congress for 20 years before before Mike Crispy was even born. Think about that. Sorry, 12 years before Mike Crispy was even born. That is ridiculous that this guy is is running against somebody that's been in Congress for that long. The fact that he's been allowed to stay there for that long, the fact that people still vote for him, and not one of the people that voted for him could actually tell you what he's done in that 42-year career. That stuff better, better fire up and piss off everybody that's out there because that type of stuff cannot stand. Now, you don't like Mike Crispy? You want to vote for one of the other candidates? You have a bunch of them. Okay, You have a bunch of them. You have Mike Blasey. You know anything about Mike Blasey? Uh, you know he's to me he's a, he's a stereotypical fucking politician that's always around. He's always doing shit. You have David Berg, never heard of him. Trisha Flanagan, I've heard of her. My thoughts on her are mixed. Daniel Francesco and Steve Gray. Now I don't know anything about these candidates. I'm gonna try to learn more about them. What I've met by Mike, I like him. He's young. He's enthusiastic. Seems like he wants to um, represent the people of Ocean County. He definitely had a good grasp of who the people of Ocean County are and what a representative should be like if you're going to be representing people like me. And uh, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people in Ocean County that are people like me. That's the bottom line. Hey, listen, hope you appreciated the 132nd edition of Calderice Unleashed, guys. Um, you decide who's the best candidate for District 4 to represent the Republican, the Republicans that represent this district. Do you have real representation, ladies and gentlemen? Do you? If Chris Smith has been your representative, has he really done it for 42 years? Then I want you to seriously think back and say, in 42 years, can I list 10 of his accomplishments? And if you can't, that means you could never issue a vote for that man ever in your life. You got to try something else. You got to try something else. And that's the bottom line. Mike Crispy, I would Crispy, appreciate you coming on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to him. He sounds like a, he sounds like a very well educated young man. Um, can't wait to see what that kid does going in the future. We're gonna have him back on. Hopefully, he comes back on, and um, we could, we could we could have a little more fun with him because there's definitely a couple of areas where I, where if you listen back to that, there's there's a couple of different areas I could I could challenge him on and disagree. We were on a, on a on a time crunch for about 30, 45 minutes. Very tough to get everything across. In that short period of time, thought we did a very good job with it. But guys, 132nd edition of Calderies Unleashed. I really do appreciate you guys listening. Remember, share this, like this. If you're involved in New Jersey politics, you got to listen to this. Then, if you have any, um, you know, if you have any ties to any of these other candidates, let me know. I'm going to be getting in touch with them in their campaigns. Um, but once again, guys, I really appreciate you listening. Give us five stars. Give us, uh, if you want an awesome, I, I just read my first Apple rating that was like bad, and it was fucking awesome. I, I think I'm going to, I hope I could get a lot of bad ratings and just read them out online, but um, I haven't, I've had, we've had all five stars except for one piece of shit who actually left me a very funny, very funny rating, uh, but we'll, I'll read it out to you later. 132nd edition, Calderies Unleashed, guys, remember. Pick your heads up and drive, please, for the love of God. COVID shit's starting to flare back up. Do not fall for it again. Do not fall for it again. And listen, if you get if you don't get involved in the, in this race, if you don't get involved with this race, and, and you make sure that we get a lifelong swamp creature out of office, then then you really aren't. Uh, 
did you all? All you clearly want to do is sit around and bitch on Facebook. You want to you want to act like you give a shit, but you really don't because this is a race that is that really matters. The congressman for us in Ocean County is a is an actual race that matters to your lives. You need someone that's going to fight for you. This kid Mike sounded like he was going to fight for you. Thank you guys. As always, go fuck yourselves. Fucking moron. Here we go. Here we go. Listen. Listen. Fucking Nazi fucking Is this Nazi fucking Is this Nazi fucking